Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. What? You're getting two episodes of Rando Rob in the same week? Well, you are because I am on vacation and I feel guilty <laughs> for not being able to do a podcast right now. So, uh, for the time being to hold you over, I am recording another episode of Rando Rob. And on this one, boy, you could probably get some hints about what it's going to be about because we got our old friend Pac-Man and uh, Pac-Man, I think, uh, if you are of a certain age, um, you know, you only have to be a few years older than me and your video game mascot is Mario. Mario was everywhere. Mario was on everything. Uh, you know, he was on TV. He was, <laughs> he was on, he had his own show. He had his own, uh, uh, cartoon. He had uh cereal. He had everything right. But just a few years before that, it was Pac-Man. Um, and, and Pac-Man was literally represented all video games. Uh, you know, People would say, oh, you know, you know, you got the Pac-Man. That <laughs> was like some kind of, uh, uh, you know, litmus test or, uh, you know, the, the bar of entry. Uh, you know, every arcade had, every arcade had Pac-Man. Uh, everybody played Pac-Man. Everybody knew how to play Pac-Man. Uh, not everybody was good at Pac-Man. I'm terrible at Pac-Man. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, Pac-Man was just Everywhere. It's hard to, you know what? Uh, literally on my desk, my coffee mug full of pins is Pac-Man, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, this is an old vintage uh, mug uh, that uh, I picked up at some point along the way at a thrift store. I didn't have this when I was a kid, but uh, I mean, Pac-Man was on everything, you know, and shirts and, and uh, everything just everything. And, uh, so there were these two guys named, uh, Buckner and Garcia. Where's, where did I set this down? Uh, Gary, uh, Gary and Jerry, Gary Garcia and Jerry Buckner. And they said, you know what? We're going to write a song. We're going to write a song about Pac-Man and about, uh, how this, uh, Fever is sweeping the nation. Everybody wants to play Pac-Man because they all have Pac-Man fever. And so in 1981, they released uh, what I guess would now be referred to as a novelty song. And this is my 45 from when I was a child. Buckner and Garcia's Pac-Man Fever. You can see that it is, uh, and you may not be able to see the fine uh, stuff there on the right, but it is copyright 1981. Uh, now, that is important because the single 
for Pac-Man Fever came out in 1981. The album Pac-Man Fever came out in 1982. Uh, So Buckner and Garcia had pitched this song. Columbia picked up the song and they produced a single, but there was no album. And then Buckner and Garcia went back to the studio and came up with seven more uh, arcade themed songs. Uh, I have to look at the list over here. Froggy's Lament, which is about Frogger. Ode to a Centipede. I love that song. Oh, oh, centipede, you can't run away. (laughs) There's a joke about, do you have a hundred Nikes? <laughs> Such a dumb joke. Uh, we've got Do the Donkey Kong, which I think is probably the second most popular song. Uh, Hyperspace, which is very catchy. That is a song about Defender. Uh, what else do we No, uh, Hyperspace is Asteroids. And then we have uh, The Defender. I'm a Defender. They're very 80s, late 70s, early 80s kind of sound. Uh, and then we have Mousetrap, 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 Cheese Was the Bait, <laughs> and then Going Berserk, I think I'm Going Berserk, um, which is uh, quite possibly the only song that features Evil Otto. Here comes Evil Otto, <laughs> press the fire button in. <laughs> It's such a fun album. I love it. Uh, So again, this is the single from Buckner and Garcia's Pac-Man Fever. Now, um, as I mentioned, this is released in 1981. They didn't have a follow-up song. And so the B-side, if you don't know the trivia, uh, of the Pac-Man Fever single is Pac-Man Fever Instrumental. (laughs) So it's just the song with no vocals. Uh, I guess that's what you do when you only have one song. And so uh, Buckner Garcia put this out. Uh, It was a, um, you know, one hit wonder novelty song, but people loved it. They wanted their, their arcade music, uh, their arcade inspired. They wanted songs about doing the Donkey Kong and Odes the Centipede. And so Buckner and Garcia went back into the studio, recorded seven more tracks and released the album Pac-Man Fever, which the cover of the album has the Pac, Pac-Man game. It has the maze on it and Pac-Man and ghosts. Um, and that is, and I do have the album. I have the album uh, over here in my stack of albums. Uh, so now, um, this, I think if, you may know this trivia fact. You may not know this trivia fact. Depends on how into um, Buckner and Garcia and Pac-Man Fever you are. Um, but in the late 90s, when we started to get this resurge of retro, uh, people were going back to, you know, arcade games were becoming popular again. And people were wanting to play retro games. And people were pulling out their old Ataris and doing all these things uh, that had been collecting dust for, you know, 15 years and Buckner and Garcia said, hey, we want to release this. Um, now, at that same time, uh, every popular album that as a young child I owned on vinyl and as a teenager I owned on cassette was now getting re-released a third time on compact disc. CDs were the big thing. And so if you wanted to uh, dig up that old material, 
get it back out there and make some new sales to a new generation, you had your album put back on CD. Uh, now, Buckner Garcia had written all the songs for the album and they had recorded and played all the songs on the album, but the actual recordings were owned by Columbia. And so they had approached Columbia about uh, re-releasing the album and Columbia said, Ooh, no, thank you. <laughs> they were not interested in doing that. Um, which, I mean, it seems like such a... Obviously, you have to press CDs and you have to print artwork and stuff, so there is a cost involved, but uh, but Columbia was not interested. And But Buckner and Garcia owned the songs, not the recordings, but they owned the songs. And so Buckner and Garcia went back into the studio in 1999 and re-recorded the entire album. So if you are like me, now I have the vinyl album, the original uh, version, and so that's the version I grew up listening to. And I was, um, the re-release version sounds very, very similar. But if you are really familiar with the original, you will spot differences. I think the, um, the, the thing that always jumps out to me is the song Mousetrap, because on the original version, it has samples from the arcade game. But as the legend goes, they couldn't find a uh, Mousetrap arcade game. And so they recorded live sounds of cats and dogs at a pet store, and they use that instead of the samples that appear in the game. So if you, um, if if it's a one of those albums that you've listened to and you know the songs by heart and you know how all those things go, then the minor little differences will jump out. But for most people, I don't think most people ever notice that there are two versions of the album. But if uh, you've gone out there and you've downloaded the MP3s. Uh, you might take a look and see if you have a copy of the uh, rip from the original release from the early 80s or if you have the re-recorded songs uh, from uh, the very late 90s, 1999. Um, so I have them all. I, um, I don't think I bought the re-release of the CD uh, because that was too close to the time when Napster was out. But <laughs> but uh, I certainly do own the original on vinyl. Um, and uh, I probably owned it on cassette at some point. And it was also released on 8-track. I've never owned the 8-track version. Um, but uh, now I have a small uh, section or a pile of probably 12 or less 45s remaining from my childhood, and this is one of them. And this is actually, as I looked through the pile, this was the only one that I had sitting over there that I don't have a sleeve for. So I should probably get or make uh, a a sleeve to protect this. Although uh, I just can't imagine listening to this one since I have the album. Uh, I mean, I guess if I want that sweet, sweet instrumental so I can record my own cover tune... Uh, then, then I may need to clean this up and give it a spin on the old, uh, USB turntable. I have a turntable, one of those ion ones, not the, I think the first generations were pretty cheap. This is a second generation one, which had a little bit better build quality and it does have a RCA out so I can run it to a stereo tuner. Um, but it also has a USB out. And so I'm able to connect it right to the PC and uh, record from vinyl to uh, the computer and make MP3s off of vinyl. 
Um, but uh, probably won't be doing that with the instrumental version. It's probably out there anyway. Um, but anyway, so this is, um, again, a record that I went with my uh, allowance money. I used to get, um, if I remember this right, when I was a kid, I used to get $3 a week if I did all my allowances, and uh, or if I did all my uh, chores, I got $3 uh, a week for allowance. And I would go to Walmart and uh, you could get 45s for $1.50, $1.49, something like that. Maybe they were a dollar and I got two with tax, but whatever it was, I could buy two with my weekly allowance. And so uh, I remember going and uh, there were just certain songs like uh, when Weird Al Eat It came out, I was like, I got to have that 45. And uh, this is definitely one that I had to have when I first heard that song. I went uh, right down to Walmart and uh, picked up a copy of... Uh, Pac-Man fever. And here it is. So hope you guys are having a great week. I hope as I talk to my future self or my past self, I hope I'm having a great week <laughs> as we're enjoying our, uh, uh, time in uh, pigeon forge, Tennessee, and then off to Washington, DC to, um, both for a uh, little work, but mostly pleasure. And, uh, so I hope, uh, everybody's having a good, uh, middle of March. If it's spring break for you and your kids, hope you're having a great week and I will uh, be back home by the weekend and I will be talking and streaming and doing all that good stuff, uh, with you guys shortly. I am, uh, again, this is a future prediction, but I should have, uh, a script ready for you don't know flat to record when I get home. That's one of my goals is to write that while I'm out. And so, uh, uh, I will be looking forward to doing that next weekend. So thanks everybody. Thank you so much for your support. It just means a million zillion dollars to my heart. It's more than heart. It's, it's plus ones. Thank you for all the plus ones. I'll talk to you guys all soon.